Welcome to the Unfading Truth Bible Reading Plan. Today we're going to read the first 12 verses of Deuteronomy chapter 6. You will enter the promised land by grace alone, just as God's people always have. Well, we're going to continue reading from the Old Testament today, looking at how these Old Testament passages help us understand the truth of the Lord's Supper that we participate in now. In Deuteronomy chapter 6 here, Moses is addressing the people of Israel, sharing with them what God had told him. Deuteronomy chapter 6, beginning at verse 1. Moses says, These are the commands, decrees, and laws that the Lord your God directed me to teach you, to observe in the land that you are crossing the Jordan to possess, so that you, your children, and their children after them may fear the Lord your God as long as you live by keeping all his decrees and commands that I give you, and so that you may enjoy long life. Hear, Israel, and be careful to obey so that it may go well with you, and that you may increase greatly in a land flowing with milk and honey, just as the Lord, the God of your fathers, promised you. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home, and when you walk along the road, and when you lie down, and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and your gates. When the Lord your God brings you into the land he swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give you a land with large flourishing cities that you did not build, houses filled with all kinds of good things that you did not provide, wells you did not dig, and vineyards and olive groves that you did not plant. Then when you eat and are satisfied, be careful that you do not forget the Lord who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. Well, this week we've been concentrating on question and answer number 79 of the Heidelberg Catechism, looking at why it is that Christ calls the bread his body and the cup his blood. Uh, and we're going to conclude this week by understanding that Christ uses these words so that we might understand that all of his suffering and obedience are as definitely ours as if we had personally suffered and paid for our sins. It's often easy to think that God's plan of salvation changed when Jesus arrived. In plan A, God entered into a covenant with Moses giving his people a clear set of expectations for them to follow in order to gain a reward. Indeed, we see language like this in this passage from Deuteronomy that every Israelite would have known so well. Keep the commandments so that you may enjoy long life. Be careful to obey so that it might go well with you. Follow these rules so that you might increase. Having given the Israelites plenty of time to get their act together, it might seem like God finally gave up on plan A 
and switched over to the grace-filled plan B that Jesus would inaugurate, in which his covenant people would now be saved by the fact that Jesus perfectly kept the law on our behalf. But as we keep reading in Deuteronomy chapter 6, it becomes clear that God has always had one plan of salvation for all people. And it has always been completely grace-based. God was bringing his people, both then and now, through their wilderness wanderings and into the promised land, which flowed with milk and honey. They would enjoy flourishing cities, nicely appointed houses, wells, vineyards, and olive groves. All of this would be a gift. They would not need to build, provide, dig, or plant. And another word for gift is grace. Well, certainly they had a covenantal obligation to keep the law, an obligation they couldn't keep. What they did not know then was that Christ would provide that covenant faithfulness for them, just as he has for you. So inhabiting the promised land, that was a pure gift. It was never an obligation that God owed to them. So the reminder that God gives to Israel, the recipients of his grace then, is just as valid for us, the recipients of his grace now. He gives us this reminder in verse 12. Be careful that you do not forget the Lord who brought you up out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. Let's dig a little bit deeper. The next time you see the bread broken and the wine poured out, remember that all you have, the good things here and now, and especially the eternity with Christ, those things are all a gift of grace made possible because Jesus suffered vicariously on your behalf. As the Catechism puts it, all of his suffering and obedience are as definitely ours as if we had personally suffered and paid for our sins. Well, as you pray today, use the triple A prayer pattern. Begin that prayer by just acknowledging who God is. That's the first A. Today, you can start your prayer the way that God's people have for millennia, by reciting the Shema. That comes in verse 6. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. What a way to open your prayer. Then you can align your life with God's will. That's the second A. Do that by praying that you will be careful to obey God's laws to love God with all of your heart, soul, and strength, and that you'll impress the gospel on the generations that follow you out of gratitude for the grace given to you. Then you can ask God for what you need. Remember, everything else that you hear today will fade away, but the word of the Lord is unfading truth. 